going on, guys and gals? This is the Popcorn Hero Show. With me today, we have Pedro. Hey, hey. What's going on, man? <laughs> uh, you, you, you had a long pause. I thought you were going to give me a more epic intro. Nah, I thought about it, but then I said no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Pedro. Hello. And as always, I'm Armando. Hi. What's up, man? Um, so, this episode is going to be our Oscar predictions. Yes, part two to our Oscar discussion. Yes, part one, pretty much just, we were just kind of briefly ran through the movies that were nominated and whether we agree with them or not. Yeah, and recaps and all that. Yes. So, this is actually episode two of three because then after the after the Oscars you have to recap the Oscars um, I mean, that one will probably be short because it's just gonna it's really just gonna be bragging rights of who gets the more points that is true that is true which definitely will, which will be me but uh, I'd like to put down some money on this Pedro oh fuck would you like so uh, again guys we're doing an Oscar prediction and we're gonna me and Pedro are gonna go run through the list of all the Oscar nominees and choose who we believe are gonna be the winners okay um, so I wanna. Would you like to place some stakes on this, Pedro? Yeah, yeah. Why not? We 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 could do a a friendly, friendly bet. So, what would this bet lie in? Would it be money? Would it be lunch? Ooh, lunch is always good. <laughs> it's always good. Lunch is always good. Um, would it be because uh, since we work together, would it be on uh, like driving rights? Someone, oh, shit. someone will have to drive like For a month or something like a that. A whole month? Fuck. Yeah, because we carpool. We take turns. Um, so so fuck the turns and someone does the whole month? Yeah. Um, that one's pretty good, too. What's another one that we could do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Some shit like that. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards driving rights, actually. No way. <laughs> driving rights? <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> driving rights. All right, so you want to do the friendly wager of driving rights. Sure. So whoever loses on Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah, that does the driving stuff. For, for how long? For four weeks. Okay. Four That's weeks. So, I mean, we don't have to be like, oh, the month of March or whatever. It'll yeah, be yeah. four weeks from that moment. Sounds good. Yeah? Yeah, we'll do that. Driving stakes. All right. I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm broke too, dude, but it's friendly wager. Friendly wager of driving rights. No, no, that, 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 that sounds good. Well, there it is, guys. It's practical. These are hardcore stakes right here. Life or death. Driving rights. Yeah, don't fuck with that. <laughs> we'll let you know who, I mean, you guys would know. Yeah, you guys don't know. Typically. So what me and Pedro are going to do today, uh, we're going to go through the entire list of the Oscar nominees, choose winners, and we're going to try to post both of our lists on our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yes, exactly. And if we're successful on posting it, you'll get to see <laughs> what we voted on and whether we won or not. Yeah. But either way, we'll recap it next week, let you know what went down. And we'll talk about like who was the best picture, which should be fun. And if we agree or not. Yes, exactly. Because lately, those have been uh, pretty unexpected. Yeah, a lot of the nominees. Because, well, you had Spotlight last time. That one was well, like... Well, Spotlight was two years ago. Oh, well, and shit. What was last year? Last year was uh, Moonlight. 
Oh, of course that was the upset because that was where they pulled the uh, Oscar fiasco with uh, La La Land. Yeah, but they pulled the Steve Harvey. That's what it was. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. They were like, La La Land. Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry. No. I was like, wow. It's actually Moonlight. Yeah, that's true. Well, that one, yeah. I wouldn't say it was considered an upset, but it was definitely surprising. So. It was surprising for sure because everyone just thought that La La Land won, you know? It was funny. Mark Hamill, I follow him on Instagram, and he actually uh, said that he's one of the ones presenting. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, all right, all right, all right. Don't say Moon, uh, don't say La La Land. Don't say La La Land. Don't say La La Land wins. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, they're never letting that joke go. I, no. Who's hosting it? Cause- uh, I think Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy oh Kimmel yes, does yeah, you're probably right. You know he's gonna say some shit there. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, he was there last year for the fiasco, so yeah, you yeah, know that's awesome. Anywho, so Anywho. guys, <laughs> so we have the ballot in front of us. Yes, we have the ballots in front of us, and we're just gonna go through the list and let you know what we thought, what we think is gonna win for each category. All right. Of course, we're gonna start from the bottom with the uh, categories nobody gives a fuck about. Well, except for the ones that'll win it. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but nobody gives a fuck about these categories. No one cares about it that's viewing it, but they are obviously very important to the movie. So yes. I'm sorry if you're in the movie business. Yeah, I, I, I point I, it to I, the people. I, I didn't mean to insult you, but we kind of did. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your categories. Fuck your categories. You're important, but fuck you anyways. <laughs> All right, so um, as we go through the categories, we'll just break down what we saw, what we haven't saw, and what we feel. Whatever, you know, just how we did when we first talked about the, the Oscar nominees. Just On, only we got to vote in it. Okay. Only this time we vote for it. All right, let's start it off. First one. Best sound mixing. Okay. Nominees are Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit movie. Fuck that movie. There's only one good sound that movie ever had. And it's a movie. Wait, silent. That's it. Well, it, it, it did go silent uh, in the uh, in the it's a trap scene that we like yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean the the, the scene that it would it should have been hold, uh, um, it, it should have been um, Akbar Akbar instead of Haldo. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Fuck that movie. It's pretty much sound mixing is exactly what it is. You mix different fucking noises together to create like yeah you know, cool little sounds so that being said i'm gonna go with shit that's a tough one <laughs> yeah it is uh star wars i mean you obviously got to make a lot of shit there i'm actually gonna go with blade runner me too damn <laughs> that's exactly what I, was gonna ch- <laughs> I already had it chosen <laughs> oh look at this funny little app it actually says my ballot yeah, exactly. One. Yeah, we're doing some interactive shit on our phone. Yeah, we're doing an interactive ballot on the Vanity Fair website. Yeah, it's 21st century. Who uses pen, pen paper. and paper? <laughs> Disclaimer, we're using this because we forgot the paper we printed. <laughs> yeah, we printed it at work and forgot it. We're so professional. But hey, anyway, anyways, this one, this interactive one is better. You know, fuck it, you know. Unless it crashes on us right now. That, that'd be so terrible. Uh, but yes, <laughs> for best sound mixing, we are going with Blade Runner, which I agree. That it, I I feel like the sound in that one was pretty unique. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I think it blended pretty. I well. think we're gonna agree on this one too. Okay, so best sound editing. Best sound editing. It's exact the exact same nominees. By the way, we don't even need to read those. Nope, they're exactly the same nope. as the previous. For this one, I'm actually gonna go with Baby Driver. Me too. Fuck. <laughs> Baby Driver. <laughs> You're absolutely right, man. Uh, Baby Driver had 
the music was very perfect with the yeah. scenes. Oh, for sure. So it, it just sounded it, it enhanced those moments. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, I I highly agree, and it just it, it flowed perfectly. Like every soundtrack hit very well for me. Yeah. Some people don't agree with that though, but I I actually do feel that every fucking soundtrack was good for that movie. All right. Um, Next category, best costume design. Okay. Nominees are Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour. Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Victoria and Abdul. I've seen all of those except Victoria and Abdul. Me too. I so agree with I'm not going to vote for something I didn't see. And I don't think it's going to be better than all the other ones, to be honest with you. This is the only nomination, by the way. It, it even sa- It's kind of funny. It actually shows how yeah. many nominations the movies have. Which is funny because all these movies are literally period pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, they are. Well, okay. Hmm. So you were like Beauty and the Beast was set in like the Victorian England type of thing. Darkest Hour was set in the World War Two era. Costume. Phantom Thread was set in like the 1940s, I would say. Uh, Maybe. Costume design. I'm actually going to go real crazy with this one. I'm going to go with Beauty and the Beast on this one because Gaston's outfit was the bomb diggity. Mm. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I went there. I went there. See, I'm not gonna. I don't agree with you with that one. All right, you're gonna do Phantom Thread because it's about fucking clothing. Yes, I'm gonna do Phantom Thread because <laughs> of fucking uh, all, all the dresses that were created were, I'm pretty right. sure, unique to that. Uh, were unique to that movie. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure Daniel Day Lewis did at least one of those dresses. <laughs> right. He was probably in character and started bitching at everyone. Well, technically speaking, uh, when he was getting ready for this role, uh, Daniel Day Lewis actually made a dress for his wife. I'm not even surprised. Yeah. If you didn't say that, I would have assumed it anyways. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure one of those dresses that was worn, I, I wonder uh, if, Daniel Day made that. I wonder if he just barked at people in between takes because his character was a total dick. Probably. But yeah, I'm going with Phantom 30. Oh, this is a good category. Next one, best cinematography. Blade Runner. Wait, wait, you have to say in the nominees are. Oh, and Come the nominees. Pedro, Jesus, oh. stick to the script, Pedro. <laughs> and the nominees are Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, The Shape of Water. I've seen all of those except Mudbound. Yes, I agree with that. And Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, you didn't see it. Uh, cinematography. This is a tough one, dude. This is a tough one because Blade Runner was very beautiful. Darkest Hour had great visuals, um, especially how that the, the tint it had in the movie itself. Oh, it, yeah. it, it felt very old. Dunkirk, of course, was very um, yeah, very Dunkirk muted. Really good. Yeah. Was very uh, muted, very sad. And the Shape of Water, of course. I I mean, I'm biased but on that for one. Cinematography. So describe what cinematography is, so people can know. What that category means. Well, it's means. pretty much how you... Um, hmm, it's hard to explain. Okay, so pretty much it's how you use the camera to tell the story. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the the, the most dumbed-down, simplest way to say it. Okay. Like, what trick did you use to film it to show what you're trying to show? So, hmm. yeah, it's pretty much the camera's an actor at that point. And yeah. You, and and you, you can understand it. Like, if someone's disoriented, you tilt the camera just a little bit so everyone feels woozy. So, you know, little, simple things like that. So this is a tough category because all of them had nice visuals. Yeah. And then, of course, they used lighting and all that stuff to do it. So I'm actually going to go with Blade Runner. Blade Runner. You see, I, I'm split between uh, Dunkirk and Blade Shape Runner. Of, oh. 
I'm really split right here. Blade Runner, it was a really good looking movie, man. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You know what? I'm going to give it to Dunkirk. Oh! I'm going to give it to Dunkirk. Because, cool. you know, the, the, the flying scenes, the, the scene when the ship was sinking was very, you know, the way you position the camera. Oh, man, yeah. Beautiful. So it, it's it's a really tough scene to film, and I think they did a really good job with that. So uh, I'm going with Dunkirk. I'll give you that one. That's a good one. And next category. Best production design. And oh. the nominees are Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. I love how this consistent thread of all the same exact fucking movies. Yeah. Well, especially Shape of Water. Shape of Water has the most nominations. It's got yeah. 12. So that's so, pretty badass. So, Pedro, I think we should start doing this. Each time I say a category in oh, the nominees. I, I, I vote first. No, you describe what that category would mean to uh, the people who don't know. So what does production design mean? I'm going to say... Let's see how do I describe this one. It seems like it's pretty much just the de- the design of the entire film. I mean, that's it's pretty self explanatory. <laughs> the design of the entire production. Yeah, it's pretty much like everything they did in the film. How they dressed the sets, uh, put everything together. I think it's just everything together. Mm-hmm. Just the exactly the set dressing in total. That being said, so for that one, um, I'm split between Beauty and the Beast. Blade Runner and Dunkirk. But the thing is, the the reason why I feel uh, Blade Runner would be really good on this one is because a lot of it was actually uh, filmed, I feel, on location and it just added the rest onto it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go with him. And Beauty and the Beast, for me, I feel like they did everything from scratch. So I don't think there's a CG other than the terrible beast. I don't know. I'm actually going to go with Shape of Water. I mean, of course, you know, all the other stuff. I'm going to go with Shape of Water on this one, actually. Really? Shape of Water? Yes. Yes, I'm going to go with Shape of Water on this one. Hmm. Or should I? (laughs) This this is a tough one because all these movies, man, they were really good in their production. I think the one that I can definitely rule out, though, is Darkest Hour. Yes, it was very plain. I think that's the one I could rule out. Dunkirk was mostly filmed on the beach. Yeah. But Dunkirk had a big yeah fuck it i'm sticking to my guns shape of water it is shape of water i'm still split between beauty and the beast and blade runner and beauty and the beast this is the, the, this is the second nomination they have <laughs> production design yeah so after this they're done for yeah damn this is hard Production design. Um, uh, all right, I, I'm going to go with Beauty and the Beast on this one. My heart is telling me Blade Runner, but I'm just going to go with Beauty and the Beast. You didn't follow your heart? Nah, fuck that. Oof. Sometimes, man, you got to go with your head, dude. Let's see. And next category is it's best up. film, best short film, animated. We haven't seen any of these. Yeah, we should have, though. We (laughs) should have. They were so short. (laughs) They were short. You know, I I was so busy trying to watch the fucking uh, Best Picture ones. Best Pictures, yeah. And and like five minutes before you got here, I actually just finished one of them. So I was really, really cutting it close. 
So the nominees are for Best Short Film Animated, Dear Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, Negative Space, Revolting Rhymes. All right. This is a pretty much a guessing game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Negative Space because I like the title. Negative Space. <laughs> I like the title. Well, I'm going to go with my head, and I'm going to go with Dear Basketball because it's about Kobe Bryant. Oh. Oh, so you did know a little bit about that one. Oh, well, yeah, we, we, we did read we, them last remember, time. Remember, we talked about it last time. That's true. That's true. So I'm going to go with that. Oh. Next category is Best Visual Effects. And the nominees are... I like this category. Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Kong Skull Island. That's a no. <laughs> Definitely. Star Wars The Last Jedi. And War for the Planet of the Apes. I'm going to say Kong no and Star Wars no. Yes. Star Wars no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barely. S- Star Wars no. Kong no. Guardians no. Mm. I, even though they hey, they created a lot of visual effects in that movie, I just don't agree there. Yeah, so so Blade Runner had a really good um, world. No, no, but not only that, but they did a young version of Sean Young. Yeah, but I didn't like it. It looked really good, man. I don't know. I didn't like it. You're dude. crazy, man. And, and I already know you got a fucking hard on for Andy Serkis, so I already know which one you're going to choose. Well, no, again, I'm split between oh. War of the Planet of the Apes and Blade Runner. Well, yeah, those are the two I'm split on. <laughs> These are this is a tough category, man. Um, because War of the Planet of the Apes, those apes look great. Yeah, they look even better. Fuck they it. look better than they ever have. Yeah, fuck it, I'm going with the apes. They look fantastic. Shit, they they look better in every movie too. Yeah, and the good thing is that with the Planet of the Apes, they the way they they portray emotion, you know, mm-hmm. like you get to see it in their faces, like the acting really shined through mm-hmm. through the animation, which is fucking perfect. And to be honest with you, I don't think they have ever won it. Best visual effects. I don't think they've ever won it. I don't think they've won it either, but this is technically the last of the trilogy, so maybe they'll give this one a shot. Maybe. I think I have to go with you, Pedro. Board of the Planet of the Apes, it is. I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic that they'll give this one its due. Me too. This is the best looking of the three, though, so. Yes. But my heart is telling me Blade Runner. Yeah. I'm just going to win it. Oh, but you still chose? Yeah. More. So you so you're going with your head over your heart again? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let, let's see how that how, how that heart works out for you. <laughs> Best film editing, and the nominees are, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I Tanya, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I like how you said the entire title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so three billboards out. There's nothing special about that one. Um, I Tanya never, never finished watching it. So I can't tell you that. I didn't watch that one at all. Um, so I'm the shape of water. I don't think there was anything special about the editing in that movie. So for me, it comes down to Baby Driver and Dunkirk, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna choose Baby Driver because of those chase sequences. Those are really good. So I'm I'm going Baby Driver on this one. I'm going Dunkirk because they were splicing three different timelines together to create. Oh, that you're to fucking create, absolutely right. To create tension. Shit. You just reminded me of that now. Yeah. Fuck. Changing my thing to Dunkirk. You're absolutely right, dude. <laughs> you're so right. 
Fuck that, man. Dunkirk it is. All right. Next category. Best makeup and hairstyling. Darkest Hour. Nominees oh, are. And the nominees are Darkest Hour, Victorian Abdul, Wonder. Fuck. Did you like my Oscar voice? Yes, it was perfect, actually. So, Darkest Hour had a good Winston Churchill. And, that, and then that's my vote. And But Wonder had that, that kid with the makeup. Right. I, I know, I know. But that being said, it's fucking Gary fucking Oldman. I haven't seen Wonder, so I wouldn't know how good it looked. I, I, I don't know how good it looked either, but... Uh, but Dunkirk did look... I mean, uh, Darkest Hour did look good throughout the entire movie. Yes, it did. And it looked real, too. It didn't look fake. You know how sometimes they put makeup and it kind of looks fake? Especially, mm-hmm. there's a lot of close-ups to um, to uh, uh, Winston Churchill's face in this mm-hmm. movie. And it just blended perfectly. And but, it had pores and everything. And right. It looked so good. But that being said, it's also a uh, digital stuff that smooths it out oh yeah for sure for sure but yeah. but so you could definitely sometimes tell that it's fucking fake as hell and in this movie it felt it looked real yeah it, well, it, was it, real it, it wasn't like nutty professor <laughs> exactly i know yeah. what you're trying to say yeah i agree with you let's go to dunker the uh, darkest hour all right here's another one of a guessing game let's read it off my friend best foreign language film yep guessing game for sure and the nominees are a fantastic woman the insult, loveless, on body and soul, the square. So it seems like the square has that uh, girl from um, Mad Men. Mad Men. Mad Men, and uh, actually, what she's famous for right now is uh, the Hulu show. Oh, um, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. There you go. You know what? I'm gonna give it to that one. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna go with a fantastic woman. Ooh. Just because this is the this is the <laughs> this is the generation of I mean it, it has the oh it does have a lot of vote it's kind of weird that it actually shows other people's votes yeah I was gonna say this is the uh, the year of the Me Too movement so if I'm gonna take a guessing game I'm gonna guess with that mm. what if that movie is about a transvestite I, I I mean that's what it looks like from the photo interesting let me see something here. A fantastic woman. I think you could hit more info and it would uh, do it. It actually didn't take me to it. Oh. So it says here, like, a uh, very open first paragraph of a review for this movie says, Sebastian Lelo's Oscar-nominated film, A Fantastic Woman, is a sublime study in the exalted ordeal of grief. There you go. It's going to win. It also... It, it is also a gripping as any procedural crime thriller and cops and police doctors do play a role. I actually did not think that the plot would go in that direction. Yeah, it, I, went, I, it went pretty far. It, it's already been a few weeks since we talked, since we did our other episodes. So there's no way in hell I'm gonna remember these. So now that you reminded me, I'm still sticking to it. But that wasn't what I expected. Well, apparently it says here, a fantastic woman reminded me of Lelo's excellent previous film, Gloria, also about a female female loneliness, about a relationship with Silver Fox, older man. I, I heard of that one. Um. 
Shit, Pedro, you almost convinced me on this one. Oh my god, I need to stay quiet. Yeah, man, shut the fuck up, Pedro. <laughs> um, Stick to your guns, mate. Well, I've, I, oh yeah, I chose the other one. You're right. Shit, dude. There you go. You, you stuck with uh, the square because of this girl from uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, man. But this one, this one's very drama. There you go. Uh, let me do something. Let me let me look at um the square. No, that that I want to look for. Remember how we were reading off what these movies were about? Um, let me look. I think it's a, it was in the Oscar. Oscar 2018. I think they just described a brief synopsis of these movies. Well, we're gonna need it for the next one then, if you want to do that, because the next one is best short film live action. Yes. And I didn't watch any of these either. Not because that's not how we one. roll. Not even one. This is how you get the, all the educated guesses, guys. Let me yeah, see all here. the people that do these ballots anyways, there's no fucking way they've seen everything. There's mm. no way. No. Doing the same shit we're doing. Nah, man. They don't know shit. Let me see here. Okay. All right, Pedro. I found it here. You found it? Yes. Here's the short synopsis of these uh, foreign films. The start of... Let's start with A Fantastic Woman. Yeah, the one that I've already voted for. Marina. No, yeah. Mar, 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 Marina, I guess. Or Mariana. I don't know. A 20-something waitress <laughs> and an aspiring singer is in a loving relationship with an older partner, Orlando. Ooh, Orlando. Oh, look at him. Uh, look at him stepping his game up. Uh, despite the difference in their ages, when Orlando unexpectedly dies, Marina, who is transgender... Faces discrimination and his hostility from both Orlando's family and government officials while also contending with her devastating grief. If that doesn't sound like best award-winning foreign film, I don't know what does. That is very true. Now, let's check yours, the one that you liked. Let's go back to mine. For some reason, this shit took me all the way back. The Square. All right, The Square. Info. The Square. Hoping to promote his contemporary art museum, curator Christian showcases an installation about altruism. Christian soon has more than he can cope with. However, when a publicity stunt goes awry, his cell phone and wallet are stolen and he enters into a fraught relationship with an American journalist. How dare he? This sounds boring. But... Boring is also Oscar's middle name. That is very true. <laughs> the Insult. Another foreign film here, guys. Palestinian refugee Yasser, a construction foreman, is assigned to do repairs on an apartment building inhabited by Lebanese Christians, including mechanic Tony and his pregnant wife. The two men trade insults that escalate into violence, forcing the pair to grapple with their prejudice when a high-profile case goes to court. Not at all. No. Loveless, the next one in the category. Uh, Xenia and Boris, a couple embroiled, embroiled in a bitter divorce, have already found new partners and need only to... Sorry, s- I don't know that. Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> have already found new partners and need only to sell their Moscow apartment and settle on arrangements for the 12-year-old son before moving on. When the, neglect, uh, when the neglected boy goes missing, the estranged couple is forced to work together to find him. 
So yeah. Which, oh, this is the last one. Sorry, guys. Last one is on body and soul. Andre, the financial director of a slaughterhouse in Budapest, is interested in Maria, the new quality control expector. But her icy demeanor makes her difficult to approach, even when she shares his feelings. When they learn that they dream the same dream every night, the couple tentatively embarks on a real-life relationship. So what's your answer, man? I'm waiting on you, bruh. Pedro, I must steal your vote. You see? All Fantastic that, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I was like, I like how you're reading this to make it seem like you're trying to guess, but we all no, know. No, man. I was trying to guess, but you're absolutely right. That movie was good. I think the best short film I read about that one last time. Um, yes, but if did. anything, we could go through it one more time and I could read it quickly. Best short film live action. So this is what we're going to do, Pedro. Okay. You read it off. And then you do the... And I give you the description of it. Which one is this one again? Short film? Yes. Short film live action. Hold on. Let me get to it. Where are you, short film? Uh, oh, here it is. Live action. All right. Go ahead, Pedro. Read off the nominees. The Kalb Elementary. The Kalb Elementary. The Kalb Elementary. Stephen, a mentally unstable 20-something, enters an elementary school with a semi-automatic rifle. After he orders the school receptionist, Cassandra, to have the building evacuated, he holds her hostage and instructs her to call 911. With Cassandra as his go-between, Stephen tries to navigate the troubled waters he has entered. This is uh, hitting a little bit too close to home recently. Yeah. Which I don't think is going to win because of that. Because of that? Yeah. Probably. The 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. A psychiatrist earnestly tries to help his delusional patient, but his efforts are complicated by the fact that the patient believes himself to be the doctor. With each trying to analyze the other, their session spirals out of control. That sounds pretty sick, actually. Mm-hmm. My nephew Emmett. In 1955, two white men invade the home of Mose Wright, an African-American preacher in Mississippi, to abduct his 14-year-old nephew, Emmett Till, who is visiting from Chicago. Emmett has been accused of whistling at a white woman, and Mose knows that his fate will be sealed if the men succeed in taking him. Actually, I think that was going to win because it's based on a real-life event. Mm. Or, you know, yeah, based on it. doesn't make sense. I mean, it's the actual story. The Silent Child. Libby, a profoundly deaf four-year-old, is the youngest child in a family who are all hearing. Unable to communicate, but about to start school, Libby is assigned a social worker who teaches her sign language. Libby's skeptical parents are reluctant to be involved, however, and pose a potential block to Libby's education. Watu Wote? Or Watu Wote? Mm-hmm. Slash all of us. Yes, all of us. Jua. A Christian living in Kenya boards a chartered bus to visit a relative and is uncomfortable being surrounded by Muslim passengers. The bus is stopped, is stopped by a violent terrorist group, Al-Shabaab, whose members demand that the Muslims identify the Christian passengers. Yeah. Okay, so I'm honestly torn between that one, Watu Wote, or Watu Wote, yeah. and 11 o'clock. Those are my two. I'm actually going to roll with my nephew, Emmett. Okay. Let's see. 
Um, okay, my nephew admits. I'm gonna go with Watuote. Watuote. Okay. Yeah, I'm rolling with that one. Nice. Good choice. Good choice. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> we don't know. The three best choices I think was the nephew, uh, my nephew Emmett, Silent Child, and Watu Bote are part Let's of the see. best ones in this category. All right, best documentary short. Best documentary shorts. Did you want to read those as well, or? Yeah, might as well. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, I I I know about two of these because oh, they were on HBO. <laughs> Let me go back. All right, sir. Let me clear my throat. Hold on, what the fuck is the thing here? Oh my god, what did you guys do? We're so prepared. We watched all the movies. We did. All the documentaries. We did. All the foreign films. Yeah, man. I mean, that's how we were on top of this game right here. All right, we're doing short film. What was it again? No, best documentary short. All right, short subject. Read it off, my friend. Edith and Eddie. Edith and Eddie. In 2014, 96-year-old Edith Hill and 95-year-old Eddie Harrison are married, unconcerned that one is African-American and the other one is white. The newlyweds are forced apart, however, when one of Edith's daughters, unhappy about their relationship, forces her mother to leave her Virginia home and move to Florida. Oof. Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405. Artist Mindy Alpert has spent almost all her 56 years combating severe depression and anxiety, using medication, electroconvulsive therapy, and psychiatry to help her. Art has always been her most effective outlet, with drawing and sculpting offering her the tools to give voice to her fears and mental battles. Dude, that actually scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Alexa. Fucking Alexa. Jesus. So we have an Alexa. And she won't shut up. She's trying to know how I'm feeling, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Alexa, no. <laughs> Stop talking to her. Just ignore her. She'll shut up. <laughs> All right. Is this how it's gonna be when we finally have robots in the house, Pedro? Oh my god. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. They're all just like, ah, what are you trying to say? All right, heroin. Huntington, West. Huntington, West Virginia, known as the overdose capital of America, sees an average of five to seven deaths from drug overdoses every day. Three women, a fire chief, a drug court judge, and the head of an outreach ministry, are attempting to take back their community by using compassion to break the cycle of despair and addiction. Nice. Very nice. All right. The next one is knife skills. In 2013, restaurateur Brandon Sirtowski is about to launch Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute in Cleveland, aiming to be aiming to become the best traditional French restaurant in America. The Edwin's Eatery is staffed primarily with men and women, men and women recently released from prison, 
who have only six weeks to learn the skills that will better their lives and propel the new venture to success. And traffic stop. In June 2015, a 26-year-old African-American elementary school teacher named Bernon King was pulled over by a white police officer for a routine traffic stop. The incident escalated into a violent arrest, followed by a conversation about race in America between King and another white officer while he drove her to the station. So I've only heard of two of these, really. Uh, I heard a traffic stop and heroin. I'm going to tell you right now, one of those two is going to be the winner. You think so? Yes. I, I actually really so. enjoy knife, knife skills. <laughs> Sounds like a nice movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do agree with you with... I think I'm going to go with heroin because it, it deals with uh, you know something important. And just as traffic stop deals with something important. Yeah, they all, they're, they're, they're all, they're all touchy subjects. So that, that's what best documentaries are. So, I'm rolling with traffic stop. I'm rolling with heroin. All right, all right. Oh, another one we haven't seen. And what is this, my friend? Best documentary feature. Best documentary feature. So, it's not the shorts. It's the long ones. Well, man, it's what they say, man. Sometimes it's a short one. Sometimes it's a small one. Ready to read these bad boys out? Yes, sir. Let me get into the category. Documentary feature, right? Yes, sir. You can read it off. And the nominees are, sorry. And the nominees are, oh, are, <laughs> are Abacus. Well, I mean, I'm going to say the nominees and you're going to read it. Uh, you're going to do a whole summary? Yeah, why not? Okay. Abacus, small enough to jail. Following the 2008 cri- financial crisis, the only U.S. bank to face criminal charges was Abacus Federal Savings Bank, the first Chinese old bank in New York Chinatown. Founded by immigrant Thomas Sung in 1984 and now run by him and his American board daughters, the bank was accused of mortgage fraud in a legal battle that spanned five years. Interesting. So, damn, they were the only ones? That's crazy because all the other ones did worse shit. Yeah, yeah some shady shit right there. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it does. All right, Faces Places. Filmmaker Agnes Varda teens with photographer and muralist J.R. to travel the French countryside to meet local residents and produce giant photographic portraits of them. Although they are separated by age... By more than half a century, Varda and JR both revel in the power of images and in documenting the lives of everyday people. Icarus. Oh, this is the Netflix one. Intending to prove that sports doping testing can be rigged, amateur bicyclist Brian Fogel contacts Dr. Gregory Radenchekov. Radenchekov. Okay, uh, I, I I believe you, Gregory Radinchekov. Damn, I pulled it off, guys. Turn that shit around. <laughs> First try. <laughs> the head of anti-doping laboratory that tests Russian Olympics. As Fogel tries to beat the test, he becomes closer with Radinchekov, and uncovers the biggest scandal in modern sports history, thereby exposing both of them to physical and legal danger. The Last Men in Aleppo. The White Helmets, a civilian rescue squad operating in Syria, dig through rubble to find bombing survivors and retrieve bodies of the deceased. Some of the first responders are separated by their, from their families, while others worry about loved ones still in Aleppo. Despite their fears for the future, three of the group's founders remain dedicated to their life-saving work. Mm. Strong Island. 
1992, William Ford Jr., a 24-year-old African-American man preparing to become a corrections officer, was shot and killed by a white mechanic during a dispute. The murder, for which, for which the killer was never convicted, tore apart the Ford family, which still wrestles with their grief and anger decades later. All right. Uh, to be honest with you, my friend, I think I'm going to roll with... I really like the first one. Abacus small enough to jail. Yeah. Thinking about the financial crisis. I was leaning towards that one too. So for me, I think the best ones in this one is probably be Abacus or Icarus. Maybe. Because so. Icarus uncovers something mm-hmm. that pretty much people thought about but never really knew. Um, and The Last Man of it in Aleppo sounds really interesting. I was just going to say, I, I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. So it's up in the air. Actually, I'm going to change my vote to Icarus to be honest with you. I don't know. That is the the more famous one because it is on Netflix. But remember, the Academy hates Netflix. Mm, the Academy does hate Netflix. I think the only last one... man in Aleppo. It is. <laughs> I think uh, the only. I think Netflix won one of these. Um, the Square, probably. The square. I think it was for the Square. Maybe. Don't quote us on that. Don't fact Don't check quote us. us. We're probably totally wrong. Don't quote us on that one. But I'm pretty sure. Or are we? I'm pretty sure that the square won last time. Ooh, I like this one now. Best original score. Ooh. And the nominees are. And the nominees are. Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Hmm. See, I can do the whole title too. Yeah, you can. Original score. It's not going to be Star Wars because I actually just found out that um, John Williams has over 40 motherfucking nominations. So they ain't going to give it to his ass. And Three Billboards is not it either. I I, I didn't think that soundtrack stood out to me. No. I'm going to go. So it has to be first three. I wouldn't even go with Dunkirk. Uh, Phantom Thread's music was really good. And Shape of Water was fantastic. So I'm going to go with Shape of Water. Shape of Water. I like where your head's at. And I really like that uh, composer. Yeah, the Shape of Water had really good music, dude. It really, like, classified that time period. Ooh, this one's going to be a tough one coming up. Best Original Song. We got Mighty River. Nominees are. The nominees are Mighty River from Mudbound. Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. Remember Me from Coco. Stand up for something from Marshall. This is me from the greatest showman. All right, man. I'm gonna tell you right now, Pedro. It's between three of them. Mighty River from Mudbound. Oh, okay. Remember me from Coco. Yes. This is me from the greatest showman. Yes. I didn't think the Mudbound one was that uh, popular. It is. It was pretty. Popular. Oh, it's Mary J. Blige as well. Yeah. But I actually I. <sighs> Remember me. Yes, I was gonna say that. I, I really like that song, dude. Yeah. It was really cute. Very nice. Um, but even though The Greatest Showman, that one does have a lot of love behind oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because everyone loves the the meaning behind it. And, it, and and everyone sings that shit. Everyone does sing that shit. But that, I'm going to go with Remember Me, though. I'm still going to go with Remember Me I as really well, like that, that being said. Cause it was so sad. Yeah, and, and, sad and I like what that one meant, you know, Yeah. for for family and shit. So. Yeah. And shit. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Pedro, you could read this one. This is in your alley. Best animated feature. 
And the nominees are Boss Baby. Fuck that movie. You're a piece of shit, Boss Baby. The Breadwinner. I'm actually very sad I didn't see The Breadwinner. I, I love watching the indie ones. The Breadwinner, which one's that about? I don't know what it's about, but I'm just saying it's not one of the big ones. So I always like watching the little ones. Like, I remember last year I saw, like, Red Turtle because no one had fucking heard of that nah, one. Nah, no one heard of that shit. Yeah, but I always like watching those because those deserve a lot of love. I'm curious. Of, hold on. Before you continue, let me read the animated feature one because I have no idea. Oh, my God. The Breadwinner. Yes. Okay. It's what's on that? Netflix. Oh. Yes. So this movie, uh, my mom was watching it the other day, and I saw her, and that movie looks so depressing. Um, 11-year-old Parva adores her school teacher father who tells her fables from Afghanistan's past. After her father is arrested by the, the Taliban, Parvana disguises herself as a boy to provide for her mother, older sister, and baby brother. Using her father's tales, Parvana comforts her brother and gives herself the courage to sustain her dangerous new identity. Okay. Yes, that movie was crazy. And then they have Coco. Ferdinand, yeah, get out of here. And Loving Vincent. Loving Vincent actually looks really nice. Yeah, it looks weird. But that, Coco it is. Coco it is. I mean, really, do we have to think about this one? No, man. There's it's, no thought here. It's fucking clearly yeah, Coco, without a doubt. No one's even going to bother. If it's Boss Baby or Ferdinand, I'm going to blow a gasket. <laughs> the other ones would deserve it more than those. Boss Baby is definitely not going to win. Trust me on that one. I don't know why it was even nominated to begin with. Yeah, I don't know either. Next category. Oh, Best yeah. Adapted Screenplay. And the nominees are... Call Me By Your Name. The Disaster Artist. Logan. Molly's Game. Mudbound. See, this one's pretty tough for me. Because there's two movies in there that I really, really love. And uh, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm going to go for Logan. Because I really, really love Logan. Yeah. I'm going to go with Molly's Game because I love Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Aaron Sorkin. That's my dog. Yeah. I'm going to go with Logan. Dog. I don't think it's going to win. You're going with your heart on this one. I'm going. There you go. I'm doing the exact opposite of you. Mm -hmm. I'm going with my heart over my head. I am. Because my head says, call me by your name. But my heart says Logan. You saw that movie. But we'll talk about it later. Yeah, I was going to say I saw it. <laughs> I saw all the, the Best Picture nominees. Yeah. Next category is Best Original Screenplay. Ooh. And the nominees are The Big Sick, mm. Get Out, Ooh. Lady Bird, Damn. The Shape of Water, Fuck. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. See, these are all. These are all fucking top notch movies, except Three Billboards. You gotta care less about that movie. Okay, yeah, I think it's overrated, but. Everyone and their fucking mother loves it, apparently. All the critics, they're all over that shit. Yeah, they're slobbing on it. It's good, but it's not as good as the to other ones. To be honest ones. with you, I don't think it is good, <clears throat> good. I think it's, all right, on a scale from 1 to 10, I will give it a 6. So you already gave your review. Don't worry, guys. You will see our <laughs> full in-depth. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is a little, um, what do you call that? Preview. Yeah. Of our upcoming... An appetizer. Review of the Oscar noms. So, honestly, I'm torn between um, Big Sick and Get Out. Yeah, dude. I, I really enjoyed the, bit, the Big Sick. Lady Bird was really good. Yeah, Lady Bird was very good. The Shape of Water was and fucking And Shape of Water fucking... I mean, they're all, they're all really good, except for yeah. uh, Billboards is just good. Not really good. 
I think I'm going to go with the big sick, man. I'm going to go with Get Out. I think Get Out's going to win, though, to be honest with you. But I'm going with the big sick. I'm going with Get Out. I really enjoyed the the mixture of drama and comedy in the big sick. I would love for Get Out to win because I love uh, when thrillers win. Especially since Get Out, to me, is so close to a... To a Twilight Zone episode, and yeah. I fucking love Twilight Zone. So yeah. it's like, yes, finally, Twilight Zone for the 21st century. Yeah, I know Black Mirror kind of counts, but not really. Nah, it, it's, it's it, it is the Oscars, so I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is fucking unheard of. Get Get Out. I, I I do believe is going to win, but I'm gonna vote here the big sick. Best supporting actor. Mm. The nominees are. Hmm. Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Nice. Richard Jenkins from The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, who replaced (laughs) Kevin Kevin Spacey (laughs) for All the Money in the World. Sam Rockwell, also for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And Willem Dafoe for Florida Project. So, automatically here, I know Christopher Plummer is going to win, so I'm going to vote for him. But I would have loved for William Dafoe to win it because apparently the Florida Project was a really good movie. Yeah. And William Dafoe did a fucking amazing job in that movie. So you think Christopher Plummer for yeah. sure? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going with Sam Rockwell because that's the most underrated son of a bitch. He is highly underrated. Yes. Um, but again, as much as I, I, I like Sam Rockwell and uh, Woody Harrison's performance in The Three Billboards... I don't think they're going to fucking stick it to Kevin Spacey and vote Christopher Plummer. Mm, that'd be awesome. Yes. So I'm voting for Christopher Plummer on here. Next category. You're going to have to read the other ones. My thing froze. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Next category. Go best the- Supporting Actress. And the nominees are Mary J. Blige, Alison Janay, Leslie Manville. You got to say the movies, bruh. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry, man. You're Mary right. J. Blige in Mudbound. Yes. Alison Janney, I, Tonya. Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird. Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. I'm going to go with Alison Janney for I, Tonya. Um, Let me see. There was a lot of buzz behind her in this movie. Everyone said that she was really good in it. Um, again, I did not finish watching I, Tonya. Um, but for the few scenes I saw of her, she was pretty good in it. Mm. Damn, this is a tough one. Um, damn, the I, Tonya one does sound like... I don't know. The mom in Lady Bird was really good, too, though. Yeah, she was. She was. Or I mean, Mary J. Bell. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on the I, Tonya one. For sure. Because, uh, I, again, I haven't seen Antonia, but I saw the scenes for it, and yeah, she was really fucking killing it. Your phone is still frozen? It's still frozen. Fuck, damn. So I sorry. had a feeling this was going to happen. I jinxed myself. Damn, dude. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it unfroze. Okay, there you go. Aha! You I'm back. Vote. You can vote now. Now I can vote for Allison Janie. All right. Our next category is Best Actor. Actor. And the nominees are Timothy Chamlet. Call me by your name. He was really good. Hmm. He's also in Lady Bird. Yes, he was. You told me that. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel Day, Daniel Day, man. 
Daniel Day, good. Daniel Day all day. All day, all the day. Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. Yep. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Yes, sir. Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. And we thought he was like a last edition because yeah. they didn't want to put uh, uh, James Franco. Pretty much. Pretty much. He he was just something they, they, they put in there just to put in there. I agree with that. Um, for this category, awesome performances by every fucking person in this category. I don't know about Denzel, but Denzel, you know, Denzel. Denzel great. does Denzel. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm going to roll with Gary Oldman on this of one. Of course. I, I was going to say, if you don't go with Gary Oldman. I really, really, really hope he fucking wins it. I'm dude. going with the underdog there because the main, the fucking heavyweight champ there is clearly Daniel Day. Daniel Day. And he's not going to win it. And then the underdog of underdogs is Gary Oldman because that guy never gets fucking nominated. Never, man. And Daniel did fantastic. Not not Lewis. The, uh, Daniel G- Kaluuya? Yes. He did fantastic, yeah, he but, did good. but he's young and he's got a future. Yeah. They, they don't like giving it to young kids because they know that they'll be fine. Well, Timothy Chumlet, Chumlet is nominated for this one. Right. And, and, and there's buzz behind him. Yeah, but they're not going to give it to him. Well, I mean, shit, they might. But nah, 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 nah. They're not going to give it to... They're not gonna Gary Oldman, baby. They're not going to give it to any of the young kids. Gary, Gary, Gary. I mean, Gary did a fucking great job in this movie, dude. Um... Again, like I was telling you, his his mannerisms and his movie were so fucking great. Yeah. And there's some certain the, his voice, the the way he pitched his voice, the way he moved his mouth, like I don't know, man. It's he did such a great job. Yeah, he did. He did the mannerisms. I I really do hope Gary Oldman wins his very first Oscar. Yeah, he fucking deserves it. To be honest with you, he deserves it. It froze again, by the way. So continue. Fuck, man. <laughs> This interactive thing wasn't as nice as I thought it was going to be. It's because your phone's a piece of shit. Yeah, you're probably right. It was a, it was a free phone. <laughs> Next category is Best Actress. And the nominees are Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yep. Margaret Robbie, I, Tanya. Sarosie Ronan, Lady Bird. Meryl Streep, the post. You see here, Meryl Streep is still like, oh man, we need we need one more person. Ah, Meryl Streep did a movie. You know, I'm actually gonna disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I I actually thought she did really really fucking good in this movie. But it's that, Meryl Streep though. Yeah, yeah, it is Meryl Streep. Like but, when isn't she nominated? Right, but I, yeah, she always deserves it, sure. But I think she really deserved it in this one. Her character in the post was was really fucking good. Mm. I don't think she's going to win, though. But, no. but, but I'm just defending her placement. Yeah. I believe Sally Hawkins will win it Ooh. for The Shape of Water. Why? I really, really enjoyed her performance in The Shape of Water. She was a uh, mute, and she portrayed all her emotions, everything that she felt in the movie. Like She was amazing. She did a really, really good performance. So I'm rolling here with Sally Hawkins. I'm going to tell you right now who it really is going to be. Who? It's going to be Frances McDormand. And I fucking don't want that. There's nothing special that she did in this movie. Dude. She, yes. She acted fucking awesome. I didn't say she, her acting was bad. I said she didn't do anything special in this mm. movie. She did a fucking typical thing that any actress could have done. Tell everyone to fuck off? Exactly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, her actress, her portrayal was just like this, this, um... 
like damaged woman, I guess you can say. Or mm-hmm. what was another? What was another word for damaged? Not damaged. No, no, just flawed is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, very flawed, but but in pain. Yeah, she was pain. She was in pain, angry, flawed. Mm-hmm. But and, and and that's the definition of the Oscars. But the thing is that again, Sally Hawkins, dude, she did such a fucking great performance. Mm-hmm. Being a mute in the fucking entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you still felt whatever she felt, man. Like, if that's not best actress caliber, then I don't know what the fuck is, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I go for it. I don't know, man. I, I really do hope Frances McDormand doesn't win. I, ho- I really hope she doesn't. But like you said, she is Oscar bait shit. Yeah, she's she going to totally win. I hope she does. I hope Sally, Sally Hawkins takes it, man. She deserves it. Yeah, the, e- everyone there really deserves so it. So, what, what's your vote here, man? Where do you go? I, I, I already said. What, Francis McDormand? Of course. Man, fuck you, Pedro. I went with her. Hell yeah. Fuck you, man. Next category Best Picture. I mean, sorry. Oh, I was like, you're skipping the Best Director. All right. And the nominees are Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele for Get Out. Mm hmm. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for The Phantom Thread. Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. This is a tough list, man. Yes, it is. These are all great movies. These are all all fantastic directors. And these are... All of them had a hand in the script. Mm-hmm. So this this is a very 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 tight category. Um, it could go any way, honestly. Any one of these people could win it. Yeah, there there used to be a stereotype that whoever wins director wins picture, and that was the case for a while, but not anymore. So let's see. I I don't think Christopher Nolan's gonna win it. I don't think the Guillermo Toro's gonna win it either. Mm. Paul Thomas Anderson is not gonna win it. So yep. I think it's between Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think I'm going to roll with Jordan Peele. I'm going to roll with Greta, actually. Greta Gerwig? Or, I don't know. <laughs> Should I backspace that one? Let me see. Let me see. Arg. Hmm. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to go with Greta. Okay, that's a good one. You're probably right with Jordan, though. <laughs> no, actually, I think you're going to be right I, with I'm, Greta. I'm, I'm, I'm really 50-50 on it. it. This really is a coin toss between one or the other. But I agree with you. There's definitely one of these two. Yeah, for sure. Guillermo del Toro is not going to win it, even though he did a fantastic job. Yeah. They're going to fuck him. Oh, Guillermo. Poor Guillermo. Poor guy, man. I don't know. He might get it, though. No, nah, I don't think so. Shit. But I agree with Greta's going to win this one. But I'm going with Jordan Peele. And now, the grand finale. Drumroll, please. The movies that I forced myself to watch. Counting down to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot about the foreign film, the documentaries, the short films, the animated films. I forgot about all that yeah, shit. Fuck Just that. so I can give you... An educated hypothesis for this. Very educated hypothesis because we all seen it. Well, I haven't seen Coming by Your Name. Uh, Anyways. Ah. And. But I did. Yes, you did. The next category is Best Picture. 
and the nominees are Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Ladybird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and finally, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Pedro, your vote. This is a tough one, actually. It is, man. It is. It's so... I honestly want two of them to win. I want Shape of Water and Get Out to win. I clearly can't vote for both. No. But I also think... This is what my head's telling me. My head's telling me it's three billboards. No. I don't know why, but my head's telling me it's three billboards. I don't agree with you. If anything, my head is going to say, call me by your name. Okay. But... My heart is telling me the shape of water, and I'm going to roll with shape of water. It's not going to win. I'm telling you that right now because it has a monster in it. Ain't no fucking movie with a monster is going to win. I don't know. That's a tough one. I really, really, really like shape of water, and I really like get out because they both maybe – I like them both for two different reasons too. Like one was just a great – throwback to classic movies and the other one was a great throwback to a classic tv show that i loved so oh this is a tough one Um, shit man i'm totally going with shape of water damn i like where your head's at pedro that was a tough one though it's a tough one it's not gonna win though but i would want it to win I would like for any one of those two to win. If it's Get Out or Shape of Water, I'll still be happy. Yeah. But I honestly, I, I, I really want Guillermo del Toro to get his recognition. Yeah. Dude. But I liked Shape of Water. I mean, I feel Shape of Water had everything, man. It was a beautiful story. It had the great actors. Damn. All right. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> that's my stuff. It was a beautiful music, beautiful scenery. I don't know. It just had everything for me, man. Uh, but get out. Uh, Shape of Water, it is for me, man. Yeah. Definitely. I I hope it wins. And I hope the game I thought it gets a recognition for it. Well, guys. Yeah. I'm, 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 still, I'm still pondering about that last decision. I'm like, yeah. did I do it right? But fuck it. I'm sticking to my guns. Nah, dude. We didn't do it right because we didn't go for the win. But uh, we, went, we went more for hearts, man. No, you went with your head twice. <laughs> no, I'm talking, I'm talking about the, the last oh, one. Oh, for this one. I was. I thought you meant all of your choices. Oh, no, 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 no. Shape of Water, man, is definitely in my heart. Well, guys, this is our predictions for the 2018 Oscars. As I say, Pedro, let the best man win. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let us know what you think is best picture. Let us know in the comments below. Or any of our posts. Or any of the other categories. Or really. anywhere. I, I didn't really. But you know, I think people have more opinions for the best picture. Oh, the, the, the actors too. Oh, yeah, that's true. The actors too, yeah. Let us know, man. What do you guys think about our decisions? Whether you agree with us or not, tell us who you think is going to win. Team Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman all day. Or every day. Or every day. And Sally Hawkins. Go for her too. No. 
<laughs> Fuck Francis McDormand. <laughs> All right, guys. Remember, you can always hit it up on our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And if you don't have any of that crap, hit us up at popcornheroes at gmail.com where we will write back to you all day, every day. Sure. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Bye-bye.